welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 4th of March 2023. So happy GM's Day. The episode title is The Best Anime of the Year and Racists of Gods and Game Masters is in the spotlight this month as voted for by patrons. In a way, this podcast is not starting with an RPG story despite traditionally being role-playing game focused. But not really. As it's the start of the month, and can you believe it's March already, we have a new RPG publisher spotlight. As you've just heard of Gods and Games Masters 1 for this month, so I better hustle and get in touch. Who are the candidates for April? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here they are. Raquel Press. High Level Games. Deep Dark Designs. MT Black Games and Spectrum Games. You know the drill. Podcast patrons can vote for which creator, writer, designer, illustrator, curator or RPG community contributor to get some extra publicity. Now, let's dig into the anime and the claim of this year's best show. I am talking about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards for 2023. Anime is booming. For the first time, Crunchyroll streamed the awards from Tokyo, and a staggering number of people cast votes. 18 million. If you started counting to 18 million, doing a number every second and never stopping, you will finish counting in 30 weeks. In 30 weeks, it will be the very end of September. And so I think it's safe to say these Crunchyroll Awards have import. But it wasn't a Crunchyroll series that won. I won't go through all the very many winners here. You can find that on the blog via the show note link transcript. But here are the highlights. Anime of the Year. Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Best Action. Demon Slayer. The Entertainment District Arc. Best Animation, Demon Slayer. Best Comedy, Spy vs. Family. Best Drama, Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. Best Fantasy, Demon Slayer. Best Film, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Best New Series, Spy vs. Family. And Best Romance, Kaigo-sama Love is War, Ultra Romantic. Yeah? An American franchise spawned from Mike Pondsmith's tabletop RPG one. You can find it on Netflix. I I think Crunchyroll are okay with the Netflix series winning. They just want people to remain hot on anime. As the FT pointed out just a few weeks ago, games, music and pictures now make up nearly 50% of Sony's money. Cameras and imaging solutions are about a fifth, with the tech and other entertainment offerings another fifth. The rest nearly goes into finance deals, such as paying off your TV in instalments. And that seems to align with the cyberpunk future. Technology is everywhere, and you might need a loan to keep your head above water so you can work and then hide from reality in entertainment. And on that note... I updated Geeknate's Artificial Intelligence Content Policy. I was inspired to do so by Pezio banning all AI art in their books. 
Geek Native's policy covers all AI content creation. And I think that's a right approach because, surely, generative AIs are as much a threat to illustrators as they are writers. Just a few weeks ago, Business Insider reported that hundreds of books on Amazon have chat GPT listed as either author or co-author. Other sites have talked about a flood of AI content. Geek Native's approach means I declare the use of tools such as Grammarly, which I use for spell checking and writing clarity. Yes, I know, laugh, but I do try and spell check. I also use AI art to complement stories, but only when I've got no commission material or the story does not come with fair use in the images. Now, the update clarifies that the site will also not try and sell AI back to you. So I get flack for this policy, so I'll keep a watch on it. Let's stick with ethics for a while and cover that newspapers and publishers have fired Scott Adams. I remember Dilbert fondly. The comic strip about a computer programmer surrounded by HR and corporate nonsense. But I have not touched it in years. Not ever since Adams took his political views loudly and to the right of American politics. I'm a European. Even American Democrats look right centre to me. And you can imagine how weird the American right looks. However, it took a whole rant on video just this week for Adams to go too far. I picked up the story on Geek Native because one of the publishers to cut ties with him was Andrews McMeal. Andrews McMeal published Zehander, although Daniel Fox has left recently, and the RPGs Neverland and Oz. However, Andrews McMeal have changed their minds on Motherlands and won't be publishing that. They're clearly finding it hard to carve out market share from D&D, but that's a challenge that all RPG publishers have faced since day dot. I wonder how Marvel will do. They haven't tried before, but now they have Disney money. Now, this feels like a good point to plug an indie RPG, right? Lovecrafted Lightguards is a game by Wage Mage, and it's a free sneak peek on DriveThruRPG. Yes, there are girls in swimsuits, but look, they're armed with blades and they're fighting off water monsters to protect the surf competition. The art is incredible. We can even square the circle and find an RPG that's trying to become not an anime, but a short film. The game in question is Era the Empowered, and the publisher, Shades of Vengeance, is trying to crowdfund Occupied. In that short, two supers disagree on how to deal with the return of an old god. That's what's happening in Era the Empowered. When old gods return to Earth, they are far more powerful than the superheroes. The Kickstarter is very nearly there and part of a festival on the platform. Let's outro in the usual way and with two bundles. The two in question are on the bundle of folding and there's a double feature for advanced fighting fantasy and a flash sale with days left for the 5e adventure collection War of the Burning Sky. Let's finish there. If supers can't save you from old gods, maybe lifeguards can. So, keep safe.